Hello and welcome to the first episode of the SU Sideline Talk here presented by WQSU The Pulse. And I am your host, Brendan Petrilli. If you recognize my voice, I used to hang out with good old Uncle Lefty last year, the head of the department. And I am happy to announce that I am the new head of the sports department. We are going to be jammed packed with content this semester and the year as we go along here with sports back in the full swing of it where we are going to be doing these podcasts, these fantasy podcasts, these sports podcasts, along with our live shows, 8 to 9, every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday nights. I have my main man, also Brendan, over here next to me. How are you, Brendan? I'm doing great. I'm super excited to be here. I mean, NFL Week 1, how exciting is that? It's not what it usually looks like, no fans in the stands, but it's absolutely better than nothing, and uh, I'm a first year here, and yep. I hope to be bringing you guys stuff for the next four years. It is absolutely awesome that I've gotten a lot of feedback from a lot of the new people on campus here, and Brendan was the first guy to reach out. He was like, hey, you want to do a sports uh, fantasy podcast? And I was like, yeah, let's do it, man. So let's see how it goes here as we're going to get deep dive into week one and our top performers of week one. You know, as Brendan was saying – It was definitely very interesting. I think there was a lot more offense than what I would have thought. Absolutely. There was a lot more high-scoring guys, 40-plus points, 30-plus points around the board than I thought there was going to be. You know, coming off, there was no hitting, no, you know, guys in the offseason, no, even the training camps were way different than there normally would be. I thought offenses would be out of sync, but it wasn't the case. Who were some of the guys that you had, Brendan, for week one this week? Well, my first guy in the quarterback category, if you started him, I sure hope you did not lose. And that's Mr. Russell Wilson, 31 for 35. Only four incompletions, 322 passing yards with four touchdowns, and go ahead and tag 29 rushing yards onto that. And actually, my buddy Alex back at home at a grad party this year, he told me Russell Wilson is overrated and he is not a top five quarterback. Not he could be a top-five quarterback. Uh, he's he, been in for a couple years now. He said he is not a top-five quarterback. And, you know, Alex, if you're listening to this, if he keeps having more performances like that, then watch out NFC because he will be a top-three, top-two quarterback this year, I think. Definitely. Everybody that's listening right now, share it. Five-star review it. You know, we're begging here, all right? We got to get us off the ground. We're going to have a lot of fun with this. And we're going to bring you the best fantasy advice moving forward throughout the season now. Keep going. What, what else you got? Number two, um, have you ever seen the movie Draft Day? I did. So do you know the Vontae Mack, no matter what, yeah. scene with, with yep. the card? So that's how I was with this specific player. I had the number six pick in the draft, so I knew I wasn't going to get Christian McCaffrey or Saquon. So for me, it was Josh Jacobs, no matter what. Uh, he's the guy that I thought should have been rookie of the year last year. He took on run CMC in the Panthers on Sunday and did not disappoint. He found Pater on three separate occasions, total 93 rushing, rushing yards and 46 receiving yards. Although all three of his touchdowns were less than 10 yards, he still put up massive fantasy points this week. But I know next week will definitely be a tougher challenge as they go against Cam Jordan and that stifling defense. But there's no doubt in my mind that he isn't going to be a running back one for your fantasy team going into next week. And then one more running back for me, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Most people expected him to play well in his debut, but the rookie out of LSU went above and beyond fantasy expectations this week. 138 yards, a touchdown 
off of 25 touches. And just for reference, Saquon's first game, 109 yards and a touchdown. So the rookie outplayed uh, Saquon in his first game. And such an incredible day on Thursday for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. How about you? Yeah, dude. I mean, there there definitely was so many guys. Like, the rookie, you know, uh, Edwards-Hilaire coming out of LSU, Andy Reid, you know, notorious mm. for trying to – not, he hasn't drafted a running back in, I don't think ever, to be honest, in the first round. Me being a huge Eagles fan, I never saw any of that coming no. out, coming out for the Eagles. And he has been absolutely taking it to the house now with the Chiefs. And their offense is just absolutely ecstatic there, where you can just plug and play guys. Yes. And even like Miko Hardman had some good catches. You know, you have other guys on the team that – just run with the Travis Kelseys, the Patty Mahomes, you know, the Tyreek Hills. And for that guy to come in day one, get you 20-plus points, crazy. I would have never Absolutely. thought to touch him in the first round, to be honest. I hate drafting rookie running backs yeah. because you never know what to do with them because they're still learning. They're learning. Most of them are young coming out of college too. But, you know, the fresh legs pays off there. Absolutely. For me, I really liked the boy up in Buffalo, Josh Allen, absolutely dominates up there i mean you know they didn't play a very good great team um but you know fantasy doesn't matter the no, teams of course not. it's the results and that's 312 yards for three total touchdowns dude's got a cannon he's got john brown up there he's got now he's got stefan diggs i don't think stefan had that great of a day though but he's got finally has some weapons around him yes where he can grow and really start to put up more production with his legs. And, you know, we all know that the guy can sling it. I bet you he tries to throw the ball out of the stadium. Yeah, That's his yeah. goal coming into this year, to try to throw it out of the stadium. So we know he's he's coming to play. You know, the other guy is Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Shout out Hare. He's his boy down there. Uh, but we're not going to get too much into him because we expect that from Lamar Jackson and that offense. But the guys I do want to talk about are his two main mans, that he throws the ball to. Because when you think of uh, Baltimore last year, what do you think of? Lamar Run- Jackson. Lamar Jackson and the running backs. The yes. running game. Right. And you think, oh, ground and pound type team. Not this year. Not this year at all. Where you got uh, Mark Andrews, the man, catching two tutties with 50, uh, 58 yards for 20 points. And then you go Hollywood Brown get uh, racking in another 100 yards on top of that. Like... They're not here to mess around anymore. You know, it was, you know, Harry and I talked about it. It was a tough loss in the playoffs last year to mm-hmm. the Titans, but it's going to be tough to stop this offense if they can keep up the production that's going on right now. Next guy I want to get into is D-Hop, the guy that, you know, kind of got lost down in Houston. Yes. You kind of forgot how great of a receiver that he is. And you look at that Cardinals team last year, you think, oh, they're, they're decent, you know. Mm-hmm. But they're nothing special. Yeah, like I thought Kyler Murray's okay. Yeah. Like he, he puts up the numbers, but I don't think he's gonna get you that win. But to go into the 49ers and steal a win week one is absolutely impressive. Where DeAndre Hopkins just absolutely dominated. Uh he had 14 catches for 151 yards. And you look at the rest of the wide receiver core, Larry Fitz, he's usually the guy there. Only yep. four catches for 34 yards. Edmonds three catches for 19 you know like Mm -hmm. he is the guy there and he is proving everything that he's worth and then the other guy that's also maybe the number one wide receiver right now that's julio right Mm -hmm. he's been struggling he has been struggling 
the past couple of years getting into the end zone. Yeah. But that didn't hurt him today. No. Because the rest of the offense, you know, Calvin Ridley stole a couple touchdowns from them, but he still put up the nine catches with 157 yards. You know, both of those guys that you just named, um, Julio Jones and DeAndre Hopkins. Well, first of all, DeAndre Hopkins, he is, you know, Larry Fitzgerald has aged, but he's, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Fame wide receiver, and for DeAndre Hopkins to play alongside of him and see that type of leader on a team, DeAndre Hopkins is going to go from elite to whatever is above elite, I believe, in Arizona. And then Julio Jones as well, and you, you talked about Calvin Ridley a little bit. Calvin Ridley played a ga- great game too with two touchdowns, and Calvin Ridley gets to learn from Julio Jones on that team. So there's just so many of these older guys getting to hand down some of their leadership abilities um, and their techniques to these younger guys, which I think is really special and super important for the league. Definitely. Now that we kind of hit those big names that we all knew that kind of we expect to live up to those uh, top draft picks, you know, let's get into the nitty gritty here. What's like the draft doesn't win. It's not going to win you your fantasy league. What's going to win is working that waiver wire, going, digging into the guys that kind of slipped through the cracks, the guys that nobody really saw had any expectations for. And I want to get your takes on some of the guys out of week one that we should be keeping our eye out come Wednesday. Sure. So my first guy, Naheem Hines um, from the Colts, he's traditionally a third down back. uh, But in week one, he had seven carries for 28 yards with a rushing touchdown as well as 45 receiving yards and receiving touchdown but now he yeah he played a good games but why pick up Hines if he's just you know typically a third down back Marlon Mack suffered a season ending Achilles injury and will not play anytime in the near future so Hines alongside rookie Jonathan Taylor Taylor. are going to get a lot more snaps and I think Hines is a really solid flex option for week two against the Vikings defense no definitely um, and then, you know, another guy, you know, you, you look at the team absolutely struggled against the Buffalo Bills, and that's the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. But the one one shining star that came from that is Javison Crowder. Yes. 115 really. yards and a long touchdown. That'll, that'll get the job done. Maybe that's a guy that might have slipped through the cracks that everybody's going to be looking at for top priority for the waiver wire coming up. But then also, you know, you got guys like John Brown, Anthony Miller, even my boy Greg Ward, I think, mm-hmm. is a little bit of a – it's kind of stash on your bench because the Eagles, uh, we'll get into it later, maybe listen to the show tomorrow uh, on WQSU uh, to get my takes on them. But I think Greg Ward is definitely that solid option for Carson Wentz that can be that safety blanket for the wide receiving court because you have so many guys that are in and out there with Deshaun and Jalen Rager's a rookie. You don't really know. Alshon's out. He's the guy that came in last year and was consistently catching footballs when nobody else was. Yes. And he's that guy that's going to get you max reps. So I wouldn't mind a little stash him stash him low, you know, see what happens. He's upwards of 10 points maybe mm-hmm. if you're lucky, you know, on the you get the right matchup and I think he'd be a solid pickup late if you're in a deep uh deep um team league. Right. And staying in Philly, how about Dallas Goddard? I mean, oh, yeah. forget about Zach Ertz yeah. and his contract talk and his mediocre week one performance dude he dropped a t- brutal ball mm-hmm. brutal but i dallas goddard proved that i think he could possibly be a top 10 tight end this uh, year no yeah for sure um, for sure 101 receiving yards and a touchdown despite the loss but he played he played very well um despite you know the loss and 
Ertz's poor performance. No, definitely for sure. He's that guy that, you know, you think of backup tight ends, they don't get that much production now in the league. But with what the Eagles run, Zach Ertz is pretty much a wide receiver, and Goddard's that guy that just goes up and gets the ball. You know, they're two totally different tight ends. Ertz is a route-running guy, goes, gets you catches and yards. Goddard gets you the ball over the middle, and he's that Kelsey, that, you know, Kittle that runs guys over after the catch and makes plays happen. He's explosive. I I love what I've seen from him the past – over a year now but and then also i don't know who else are we looking at malcolm brown okay yeah. he was also very very productive in uh, what is more of not a traditional backfield for the rams where they're kind of doing it by committee but he just grabbed it by the horns and just ran with it where he had uh, upwards of 24 points i believe in my league where you know a guy that you can definitely it's most leagues that I've been looking at he's sitting there in the waiver wire if you're struggling with running backs like I am where you have Leonard Fournette and mm-hmm. Tariq Cohen are your two <laughs> running backs I'm definitely going high priority off of that guy uh, for that guy just to try to fix something yeah definitely definitely um, another person that I think is a little bit under rostered is uh, Robbie Anderson Oh, from yeah, Carolina. Yeah. He's catching footballs from a solid quarterback one in Teddy Bridgewater, and his speed was truly underutilized in New York. Um, week one, six receptions, 115 yards, and a touchdown, and they play the Bucks next week. So if he's in the waivers for your league, I would try to pick up Mr. Anderson from Carolina. He, I'm a little scared of him, though, to be honest, because he does have that speed where he can get you that big, those big chunk plays you know, that we love. In, fo- in fantasy football, but he's also very inconsistent, and you've seen yes. it over the years where he can get you those big play games, but he kind of scares me where his upside is so big, but his floor is so low. You yeah, know? right. It's a, a, a boomer bust situation. Yeah, that's definitely what the kind of wide receiver he is. But then now I kind of want to get into different situations coming into this next week two action where what teams that um, are going up against each other, who do we love, who do we hate, moving into week two. And I kind of want to get into the running back situation first for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm. Mm. Nobody really blew you away there. No. You got Ronald Jones uh, the third, Leonard Fournette's in there now, and then you got also LaShawn McCoy still kicking it there. Yeah. So it's a very interesting situation where Tom Brady kind of looked old. Definitely. Him and Drew Brees looked very old in that in that primetime game on Sunday afternoon. So what do you think's gonna be the outlook moving forward for the Bucks backfield? See, I really like Leonard Fournette. I really do. He's just a guy that is an old school football player. He, you know, puts his head down and runs. There's not a lot of um there, there is agility and elusiveness, but he's just a guy that wants to power through everybody. And when the Buccaneers picked him up, I was surprised that they were still going with Ronald Jones, who yeah. had a good season last year. He didn't play poorly week one. I, I think he underperformed, but still at uh, 42 yards on the ground and 16 through the air. But I honestly am not sure if, if I – we're Bruce Arians. I think I would still go Ronald Jones going really? into Yeah. Yeah. I guess just because he's been there and he's been in the offense. Mm-hmm. I definitely think right now Ronald Jones is the safest play. But moving forward, I definitely think for what they want to run there with – you got the big wide receivers. Mm-hmm. You got Gronk there. 
It's another guy I want to talk about. What the heck happened with him? <laughs> but you have these power guys set up, explosive guys, where you kind of need that power back to help yeah. Brady out because he's not slinging it like he used to, and we no. saw that. So you need that guy, that workhorse back, and I don't think Ronald Jones is really that guy. Oh, yeah. So, and then moving, staying with the Tampa Bay Bucks, another guy that I forgot to mention with the free agency, and that's Scotty Miller. <laughs> Scotty Miller. The dude, he was he's one of those guys that you heard it in the broadcast, one of those guys that Tom Brady just, like, loves to find. You know, the Wes Walker, the Julian Edelmans, yeah. you know, the Danny mm-hmm. Amangolas, that, you know, these small little guys that just – get catches, yards after the catch, and he looks like he might be able to move right into that role. If you can pick him up moving forward here, I think that's a nice flex guy for the rest of the year. I agree. I agree. And especially with, you know, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin both, you know, going below their expectations in week one. Yeah, Mike Evans was coming off a bit of an injury. But, yeah, I think Scotty Miller, uh, I'm, I'm on in my league here. He's only rostered by 3.7% of all fantasy owners yeah. on ESPN. So I think he's a guy that you are going to be able to pick up and I maybe keep him on a bench for a week or two just to see where he is going to consistently be at. But, yeah, like you said, I think he's a really solid, especially if you're in a league with two flex options, I think he's a really, really solid choice. All right, so now let's move into a little bit of our love-hates that we got for this upcoming week two in the NFL football season. Let me get your takes here. Who, who are you loving? Who are you, who are you hating on? So I love I love Alvin Kamara. Week one, he only had 16 rushing yards, but as always, he, he did well through the air, 51 receiving yards. Um, he had a rushing touchdown as well and a Dude, passing he almost touchdown. got another one too, a yes. third one. Yep. Just inches. That was, that was crazy. Um, and next week they go against an underwhelming Raider defense. You know, the Raiders played well offensively, but defensively not so much. So I love Alvin Kamara for next week. And I'm going to hate one of his teammates, and this sounds a little bit crazy, but I hate Michael Thomas next week. He played poorly in week one. Granted, he did suffer an injury, but he did play over 80% of the game, had three receptions for only 17 yards, and even um, because of his ankle injury is listed as questionable for week two. So if I owned Michael Thomas on my fantasy team. He's a guy that, unfortunately, I would I would put on the bench. Really? Yeah. That's ooh, hot takes coming, <laughs> hot takes. But definitely for me, moving forward throughout the season here, you got to love the Cowboys and the Falcons offenses. You know, they're very both very explosive. They're both going up against each other. But saying that, I really like the Thursday night football game. It's two mm. ugly football teams. And the Bengals and the Browns. But I liked what Joe Burrow did week one. He was okay, but that fourth quarter, he really showed. He's moving the ball down the field. And an unfortunate offensive pass interference call to A.J. Green for the game-winning touchdown to the eventual (laughs) game-losing field goal attempt. And I really like A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd going into this game against a very bad Browns team. Yes, I mean, they granted, they played the Ravens, who are probably the best team in the NFL, but six points I think they had, like, it was ugly, mm-hmm. ugly. Definitely, definitely. And uh, staying, uh, well, kind of in contrast to you, a guy I hate on Cincinnati is Joe Mixon. Yeah. Um, 
you know, every year we hear that he is due for this big year, especially this year after his new contract. We thought we were going to see this new life in him. But the issue with Mixon is that he's so inconsistent. He plays well some games, but that isn't enough to be a strong running back one in any fantasy lineup. Um, this week he only had 69 rushing yards against a crippled Chargers defense. So I do not like Joe Mixon, even against the, the Browns defense. Yeah. And then somebody that I hate going into this week is – DK Metcalf and Tyler Tyler Lockett, whoever is getting guarded by Stephon Gilmore, oh yeah, I'm not loving that. And the Patriots defense kind of showed where they were they were locking. I mean, a, a decent Dolphins team, but Devontae Parker is a very good wide receiver. Yes, and Ryan Fitzmagic he can still sling it. <laughs> yeah. And they locked them down for what? How many points do they only give up here? Uh, eleven points. Jeez, yeah. So I mean, I mean, granted, Miami's not the best team, but I think Stefan can really lock down guys, and he's proven it year in and year out. And I, I'd be looking at Tyler Lockett maybe to the flex, definitely our wide receiver too. Not that mm. number one guy that you no. think he can be with Russ this week. Right, right. And you know, I I love Russell Wilson. I said it. I said it earlier, and I'll, I'll keep saying it. He's just so elusive, such a such a great quarterback. But like you said, Stephon Gilmore is you know that ninety nine club, and um, yeah, yeah, I, I I agree with you. I agree with you on that one, especially DK Metcalf. He's so young. He's so young that yeah. against somebody like Stephon Gilmore, I think he he's really going to struggle. Other guys I like are um, John Brown from the Bills, and even. Um yeah, yeah, I'll rock with John Brown against the Dolphins team. You know, one o'clock game in Miami, where Josh Allen's just going to be ready to sling it. <laughs> He's definitely that guy that I, I know a lot of people don't have him. If yeah. you can, if you can stag him and put him in your flex or something, that's a good maybe fifteen upwards points. You know, high ceiling guy going into that week. As we're wrapping it up here, I don't know what else we got, Brent. First podcast, how you feeling? I'm feeling really, really good. Well. I'm feeling really good about the podcast. Not so great about the New York Giants, who oh, I just yeah, had to yeah. watch suffer yet another I, loss. But. I mean, I'll give it to Danny Dimes. He played pretty well. I mean, he had a bad pick yes. at, at the three. You know, nineteen but, plays yeah. in a drive, and then ate up nine minutes of clock. But yeah, no. I mean, it's a little, you're in a little better shape than the that I'm feeling about the Eagles. But <laughs> the Eagles just need to get healthy. They, right. If they get healthy, you saw in the first half where they were just moving it and moving it. They put up 17 so fast, and then guys go down, and you just see the difference that it makes, you know. Yeah, definitely. But I'm definitely excited moving forward with all this stuff. We're definitely going to bring you this fantasy podcast, try to get it out every Tuesday after all the Monday night games. We didn't talk about the game that's going on as we're recording this right now, and the Tennessee Titans versus the Broncos. Hopefully the Titans pull that out for me, but what else is going on? We didn't talk about them because we're recording it right now, and it's nothing-nothing in the first quarter. But other than that, we're going to come at you with um, definitely like a part of my take, like sports talk where we talk NBA action, NHL, with the MLB, NFL. The only good thing that's come out of all these breaks are everything's on at the right the same time. Yes. You know, we had Sunday, we had NFL action, we had hockey action, had the basketball, the Nuggets force a game seven, you know. Mm-hmm. Baseball, Phillies got their butt kicked by the Marlins <laughs> twice. You know, it's it's a good time to be you know sports fans right yeah, now, definitely. having a lot of fun with it. Yeah, and it's I think minus 
you know, there's an exception with baseball, but hockey, basketball, and football, I think all are, are doing such a great job with their broadcasting and, you know, giving us a little bit of that, that fake noise that we... Uh, I don't like baseball. I don't, I don't, I don't think baseball is doing a great job. All right, well, that's a teaser for the next podcast coming up here. And also take a listen to our live shows on 88.9 WQSU The Pulse every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday nights, 8 to 9. I was with my man Brendan over here, and then I am also Brendan Petrilli. Shout out to the 215 and Go Birds.